0: The and podcast show sponsor. Kinky, so kinky, because he gives we can fly.
1: Kathy, it's not that I don't like cheesy 80s saxophone playing. It's that I just don't like it when I'm trying to record a show.
2: What douchebag is playing a saxophone near you?
1: Some guy that like Looks like the guitar player from Bruce Springsteen's E Street Band, except he's playing alto sax. Maybe. No. No. Yeah, that's an alto. Um, So, yeah, he's just out there by the driveway. And normally I would have my windows open. I'm parked at the Starbucks, you know, using their Wi-Fi. And I'm like, hey, we're trying to record. I don't know. Hopefully you can't hear it. I can hear it a little bit. But whatever. He's not that bad.
2: I can't hear anything.
1: Okay, good. He's got some chops. He's not got good jazz chops, but he's got some 80s chops. And it's like, it's just a bad place to, like, it's the end of a driveway going onto a main street. So it's not like people are going to just stop and be like, oh, this is great. You're a talented busker. But whatever. Whatever. Fuck it. We're here. We have to share this stolen Wi-Fi. And get to doing a goddamn show. Uh-huh. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four! Do you feel your sex
0: life is quite lame? Perverted podcast. Scared that your desires might be strange? Perverted podcast. Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted podcast. Be-
1: There's joy! We have joy! There's joy! (laughs) Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and a whole shit ton of stuff in our brains.
2: Recording on Zencaster tonight via the dulcet tones of the saxophone player.
1: (laughs) I'm... I'm (laughs) Kathy. I am Count Boogie. And for some reason, just the sound of it reminds me of like some Twilight Zone episode from like long, long ago. I don't like sees, you know, bringing us to New York you know, on top of the rooftops and the yeah. humid summer days where there's like, you know, a chick on a rooftop that just poisoned her husband. And then there's another one, you know, some uh, other, there, you there know, you the,
2: had to get all dark, didn't you?
1: Well, I'm just saying Twilight Zone wasn't necessarily all cheery. It was kind of an eerie, creepy. <laughs> so, Kathy, there's yeah. lots of stuff.
2: Uh-huh. I can tell there's a lot going on over there in that Starbucks.
1: There's a lot going on at the Starbucks drive through I had the, um, pre-vacation, uh, potential giving Mew an out if she no longer wants to be with me once I get there talk. What? So, so that was good.
2: Well, I don't know. Ah, you need to expand on that a little
1: bit. Well, Catherine, Mm um,
2: I like it when you use my full name like that.
1: (laughs) It is a sexy name. I love your name. (laughs) Well, Catherine, this is something we've talked about, I think, on the show multiple times that there is a realism. And I am a fan of authentic truth seeking and looking ahead at the bigger picture, not just in my life, but in other people's lives, in how humanity works, in how human psychology works. And I'm a big fan of that, and I'm a big fan of finding out how it works so I can then not be caught off guard and made miserable uh, when everything changes because I've had a lot of change in my life. And one of the things I knew for pretty certain was that after Emu went to med school, that was going to be the beginning of the end Of whatever our romantic uh, daddy-girl relationship was. Right. You know, we knew it changed no matter what. And then she went and got all, you know, into that other guy and, you know, and then broke up and, you know, blah, 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 blah. But now it's to the point to where I've been kind of a wreck for a year. You know, I've still been there on the phone. We talk every day. And it's been... You know, I'm as supportive as I can be while she's going through med school, doing things that I have no clue or idea uh, what med school is about. You know, other than what she tells me and that it's really hard and I play cheerleader. Right. But other than that, I got nothing to offer this person, Hmm. you know, and the things and I know the things that I did have to offer her have now run their course and that especially going from 20 years old when we started to now she's 27 i know that around 26 27 28 most people as from what i know women because i can only go by me and then all the other women that there's a shift from the wild fun adventurous uh collegey kind of days To then at 26 27 28 there's kind of a there's a shift where you don't necessarily become i mean a lot of people have children a lot of people uh get married and start you know kind of doing the thing but i think that's not because just socially i think the age wise in your mind there's a certain level of physiology mixed with psychology and and how you view yourself that things shift around that time that's your first shift and then there's one in your 30s 40s and 50s and then i i don't know what happens in your 60s because you're not there yet do you understand what I'm saying does that make sense i do yes so because i know i had a big shift in my mid-20s my mid-late 20s and that was where i had all my existential stuff and whatever so i know it's coming and i know that because i'm so much older That her shift is probably not going to include me. Right. And so I've been prepared for this. And I'm actually, it's actually a relief. Because I hate being where I'm not effective. And I just feel stupid, you know. I don't want to be that. It's like, get off the stage, you know. You rocked. Now get the fuck off the stage and let them rock with someone else. Uh And so sure enough, um, I could sense that there was some you know some feelings and that she was maybe avoiding uh some things hmm. and so i just kind of went right for it and i go you know it's okay if you're not attracted to me when i get there right oh man and <laughs> Don't she just words buggy <laughs> and she just pauses for a minute and she says that is something i'm worried about
2: Ah uh, I love the honesty of this woman. <laughs> okay,
1: so well she knows it's me, you know? Yeah. That she's, you know, I'm not gonna punish her for, for that honesty as best I can. Right. And so I'm like, it makes sense. I mean, I don't have a lot to offer right now that's attractive, you know, besides all the external. She's never really cared much about the external and if I'm overweight or or whatever, you know. That's she's more demisexual. But as far as like She's like I kind of want to you know I think I want to be with someone that's more ambitious. <gasps> and I know she's done this to other other dudes in the past. And so of course you that that makes absolute sense. You're in med school. You if you're looking for a partner, you want someone that's going to like you know kind of challenge each other To that next level Like you're going here I'm going here That is an absolutely healthy desire To have in a relationship hmm. And right now my ambition Is I don't have it hmm. You know I have ambition but it's it's Completely buckshotted mm-hmm. Over all of the million things I've tried I'm incredibly defeated But in a sense the ambition If the ambition is the show Then I already have it Right, we have the show. We have a service. We have something. Even you know, I would love for the show to grow to twenty to a hundred thousand listeners. We're we're you know that'd be great, but that's a pipe dream right now. It's after six years. It's a fucking that's a failed dream. But what we do have is about you know seven hundred to a thousand listeners a week, and that's a real thing. Hmm compared to most Americans and and people that run through their cycle and, you know, they have the kid, they go to the soccer game, you know, they do the thing, you know, having a show like this and being of service to that many people is, is a very, it's not a, it's a good thing.
2: It's a great thing. I mean, I'm, I think a lot of times that we, I'm not going to say we, I'm going to say me, uh, uh, the show and get doing the work for it. It starts to, especially after all this time, it starts to become uh, just normal, part of the routine. And I right. and, and we're always in danger of forgetting how fucking amazing it is. But I I don't think I've ever um, gone more than a few weeks thinking that before some listener will write to us and say how much the show means to to them. For me to go, yep, that's why we're still with the show.
1: Yeah. And in in the bigger picture, if this is the if this is it, Kathy. Right. Which it probably is. It probably is. It's very <laughs> very sad. It's very sad trying to avoid the suicide thing. But if it is, y- yes, uh I have failed on many other things in my life, but this show has been a success in the service and helping people and having an outlet for you and I to converse over these things and create this family of people that isn't just about kink and sexuality, but basically how to navigate your life and your mind and mental illness and relationships and all of the things that we struggle with in life. I think the show has been incredibly successful at that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I agree.
1: So as far as ambition, yeah, I have it. I keep trying shit. But ultimately, I'm where I might end up dying, so I don't have that. To I don't have any like pizzazz right. to offer.
2: Yeah, you know, Boogie. I think that for you and I, this is as good as it gets, and that's a very depressing thought. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't like saying that. Um, but at the age, definitely at the age I'm at, you don't. Um, you you kind of lose you, the 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 fantasy part of your brain that always thinks, yeah, great things could happen. I don't think uh, that anymore.
1: Yeah. 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 Are you ready to get in a van and we smell each other's farts while we drive to dump, to dump, to dump, to try to break a band? You well, know, like the, <laughs> what you have to do, you know, like if we get lucky and we make a funny TikTok video and a million people find us great, but that hasn't happened in six years.
2: As appealing as you make that van sound, boogie, I right. think I'm gonna have to
1: pass. Probably not. I'm like, we're old and it hurts, and but we're here. We so are. to make a short story very long, uh-huh. um, you know, it was she was very glad we had that conversation. I said, look, it costs about 150 dollars to change a flight to change my flight home. Once I get there. Uh-huh. You know, costs like 150 bucks. Like if I want to leave. So instead of two weeks, if I want to cut it to three days, you know, I'll just right. get back on a fucking plane and come home. Right. You know, and uh, and so I said, if if it's not there and it feels awkward and uncomfortable after six months of not seeing each other, then I'll go. Right. And that's and and so we don't have to have the pressure. I'm pretty sure we'll have a nice time. I yeah, don't know if we'll a, last the whole two weeks, but
2: I, I'm sure you guys are gonna have a good time. I am actually very envious of your ability not to plummet into a sense of worthlessness because somebody rejects you. I I don't have that superpower, but I'm right. <laughs> I'm beyond envious. I am jealous of you.
1: <laughs> well, I haven't heard that often.
2: <laughs> oh, not, me. not
1: very often. That I, I, I hear been, that.
2: I've been crying at work. All my coworkers have seen me cry. I, I cried in front of my boss. I have never been so happy to work at a place with 30 men in my life because they just fucking ignore me they don't come up to me and go, are you okay Kathy?
1: every now and again someone will toss a roll of toilet paper on your desk that's the level of construction compassion that men have there
2: oh that's it the way that they show me they care is they continue to dump the same amount of work on my desk hour after hour
1: <laughs> we'll help you distract here fill this shit out So true. Fed
0: life is the place where unicorns play, but then they fuck each other in the ass with their horns because that's the kind of freaky shit that happens on Fed life.
2: For your peace of mind, please know that the other of every post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. Today we have a post by Sapius Dom. And of course, when I first read that, I thought it was Spacious Dom.
1: Spacious Dom. (laughs) He's very spacious, I guess. Or, Or he's, you know. Having his own existential awareness, and he's now living in a large space, (laughs) the expanse of the universe that is his dominance.
2: (laughs) Either way, what the hell does
1: Sapius mean?
2: I'm assuming it's like sapio having to do with uh,
1: intelligence. Yeah. Oh, oh, so he's a thinking Dom.
2: He'd be one of them thinking Doms.
1: (laughs) Well, let's see what he's got to think.
2: All right, he wrote a post called Don't Jump the Gun in which he says, too often do I find myself in the middle of a conversation and the other party will start to call me by a title, such as sir. To me, having a sub and somebody who calls me any title is something precious. And in order to get on that level, trust, chemistry, boundaries, and a connection needs to be established. You wouldn't let somebody collar you on a first date, would you? Just because somebody identifies as a dominant or master does not make them your dominant and master. If somebody had to demand that right out of the gate without proving their worth to you, you should probably step away. I'm sure this will make some people mad, but trying to establish a presence to strangers without knowing them signals nothing but insecurity to me.
1: I like this as as an angle because I wrote I wrote a post very similar to this a few years back uh like don't throw your sir at me or something like that cuz i had a bunch of experiences in the dungeon that were very similar to what this guy was talking about and and it is true in a lot of ways depending on the point of view that everyone's coming from where before i think i was a lot more about don't cheapen yourself you're insecure you're invalidating my dominance you're invalidating your submission that i came at it From what I do agree with the poster, that it's definitely a sign that maybe you don't understand the importance of a DS dynamic, or you don't understand how serious and how much trust and respect on both sides of the dynamic that has to build before you know the honorifics start to really mean something, right? And I do agree with that, but I also have become a little more patient in understanding, you know, they may just be there for role play.
2: Yes, exactly.
1: Which which was my entire internet experience when I first came in. Where, just like you don't want a submissive just calling you sir to, to jerk off their role play fantasy when you take that more seriously, the same way that I talked to almost every woman that identified as a submissive, as though they kind of wanted to role-play that with me. Right. Hmm. So it's kind of like establishing first, are you here for play-play or are you here for real-real?
2: Yes. I think that's an important distinction, and I think that this has been a uh, hmm, a very a very long-standing debate in the community. Hmm. You're, and people tend to be very strongly on either side, And then there's people like you and me that are like, well, if it's role play, what the fuck does it matter? Versus if you are really entering into a a power exchange, then you need to have more serious talk. A a true power exchange does not happen uh, easily like that. So if you're going for one perfectly fine to call somebody by an honorific if you're going for the other you better have the talk first i think it depends on where you're going with it i personally would not i don't enjoy engaging in pickup play or um just regular role playing so i I, that would not be a i tend to lean more on the on the side of the poster and say that's not something i use lightly and i can imagine possibly where there may be a a couple of instances where i would um allow that to happen the circumstances would have to be um, very precise, but um, I get both sides of it. I don't see any problem with people doing both of them.
1: Yeah. I think in general, it goes back to the same thing we've talked about for six years on this show forever, which is, Hey, what's so hard to have a conversation? You know, if somebody calls, you know, if you start, maybe you're kind of flirting or, you know, flirting online or discussing play or what are you curious about and they throw an honorific at you that's just a great time to say hey what are what do you think that means to you is this a, is this are you doing a role play are you interested in role play Or are you interested in finding a relationship and it's an easy question to ask and the person and if the person comes back and says i don't know this is just something i think i want Well, now you know it's ignorance, and and that's a great opportunity for you to talk about how important it is to value your submission and to value the dominance. It's a great great teachable moment. And then if somebody says, well, I just kind of want role play, well, now you know where they stand, and you are now role playing that. So either way, having that conversation doesn't have to be a snobby Thing because when well, you get it on both sides, you get it on both sides when and it's not gender specific. When male DOMs or female DOMs act overly DOMly when they you know meet you and see you're submissive, you know you automatically just assume oh you're just a douchebag and you think that everyone's just going to submit to you. Or like me, I thought everything was a role play. I really didn't understand about 24-7 dynamics. Right. I kind of thought it was all kind of role play when I, you know, before I got in the lifestyle. And some people, they they kind of had to school me a little bit. You know, I was never super douchey, like, you will kneel before me. <laughs> you know, I kind of waited for the cues that they kind of, you know, it was a little back and forth. But there was absolutely an assumption that, oh, we're we're talking like this, that automatically means that I'm supposed to take this role and you take that role.
2: Right. I I, I totally get it. And everybody is different, and there are grades of what you're willing to do and not willing to do. I I personally have been at parties where people have called me ma'am. Right. Like, I'll say, can you go and get me a a glass of water from the kitchen? And they'll go, yes, ma'am. And to me, that's a sign of respect. And I'm sure. a great I'm a great believer in courtesy and respect. So if you're doing that for me, I have no problem with that word. I don't have I have no problem with anybody saying that to me because it is much more generalized. the The word right. "ma'am" is something that you hear more often,
0: right. and
2: so I don't mind. You start calling me uh, "mistress," and I'm going to put a stop to that right away because that's that just happens to be a personal line of mine. Right, right. So yeah, and I
1: and I can't understand sometimes. The thing that's like, I don't know, the thing that used to make me mad is I remember there was one person who they were in the lifestyle for a while. And you could see they were looking for that high from you by calling you sir. But they would call everyone sir or, you know, mistress or whatever. Right. Because they were just looking for, like, gay, you know, I'm like, oh, shit, you need paper towels. I will get them for you, sir. And I'm like, "Oh no, 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 you're just now you're just now jerking off your submissive little thing mm-hmm. at my expense, and that makes me feel cheap.
2: yes, absolutely you know?
1: so i mean in 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 general there's there's a few different ways to look at this, but I think having a conversation right at the get go with people about what they're looking for and what you're looking for is the quickest way to decide how to proceed.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Good post, though. Thank you, Spacious Dom. I mean, Sapius Dom. Sp-
1: <laughs> spacious! I love Spacious Dom. I am Spacious Dom. Like, I create a gigantic environment for you to feel safe to submit to my glorious universal authority.
2: I'm quite a Spacious Dom. <laughs> I just,
1: I'm a little more spacious than I would would like right now i'm very spacious <laughs> i would like to be shrinking dom anytime now let's just reverse the space oh, go okay. inward i'm so lonely
0: i could touch my own butt. it's been so long since the plate that i'm more a virgin than a slut mm-hmm. my fingers slap my pillow every time i I squeeze a tube of toothpaste and I call
1: it my naughty bitch. I'm fucking lonely. I took the big five test you were talking about.
2: You did?
1: I did. Well, I've taken a lot of them and I, you know, you seemed very surprised by yours um, or at least, you know, you got the information. I was not surprised (laughs) even moderately (laughs) at mine. Cause you know, I don't know if it was the same one you took, but it had scores. You know, like you know, from creativity to compassion to yep. whatever. And then it was like a one to a hundred. So on, like you know, communication and creativity. You know, <laughs> and all those I got like ninety ninety five. You know, like I'm off the chart. Is like you know a, a thinker, and you know that. <laughs> Emotional stability? Oh, no. Nine. No! Fucking nine! It literally just, like, it just literally stopped the thing, and then, like, this face came on, and was like, hey, bro, really, <hvad> don't even try to tie shoes. You should have Velcro shoes for the rest of your life. <laughs> You're a fucking wreck. It was oh awesome. My God. Once again, not surprised at all. But I was motivated today, knowing that you've been going through things. I don't want to. I didn't want to surprise you, and I figured out how to play it for you. I was in the library. Now I couldn't. I wanted to write a Kathy cheer up song,
3: Uh-oh.
1: and I couldn't. And I couldn't. You know, I wasn't in storage, and I was in the library, so I can't actually sing. So I used what I had in the library, and it, well, I mean, I wanted to cheer you up. Oh, my God, Boogie. I I want, look, just listen, uh-huh. just listen and feel the cheery joy that I wanted to give you. Cassie, Cassie, Cassie.
0: I'll buy you chicken.
1: And give you finger.
0: I'll buy
1: you chicken. Cassie, and give you bro finger.
0: I'll finger.
2: So I was ready for an outpouring of love. And what I get is
0: chicken. <laughs> but chicken is love. Chicken. And bro finger. I,
2: I'm like, oh, that's so nice. Bookie wrote me a love, song. <laughs> tell me how much he loved me. Chicken and
1: brofinger. Well, really? yeah. I mean, do you think that's bad? Oh,
2: well, I am son's any sexual partner right now. So to my great surprise, I'm fastly approaching a point where I'll be like, brofinger?
3: What? Huh? <sniffs>
1: huh? <laughs> I'll put on a glove. You can put a sheet <laughs> over me. Like, it'll just be the fingers and a glove coming out. And you'll I be love- all boogie. <laughs> and I'll be all, but buggy's not here. There is no There is no buggy. Just bro finger. <laughs> and you'll get your little toy, and I'll just go, wiki,
2: wiki, 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 wiki. I love I- how you know me so well. There would have to be a sheet over you. <laughs> total sheet.
1: When beepie listeners don't send questions, Kathy's butthole feels the tension. She must go to Reddit. Kinky posts and fucked up problems. Kathy gets Bunch our shit on Reddit. On the web, we try to solve them. The Reds, Kathy.
2: You need to stop calling it that, Reddit. That's what ba- it
1: is. Back to the Reds. <laughs> back to the Reds we go. Because the guilt trip apparently not enough for the kids to write in. <laughs> Lots of questions. So we go to the Reds. And once again, which we talk about all the time, I really wish we, I mean, I do try to respond in threads uh, when I get an idea that I'm like, oh, this would be great to talk about on the show. So I don't, you know, so you don't leave the person high and dry that's asking a a pretty genuine question sometimes. Um, and sometimes they get some really good answers. Like there's a BDSM community on Reddit and, and there's a couple, uh, reddits on there that are, that are pretty good. And there's, it's kind of a mix, you know, there's like non kinky people who give like really fucking stupid advice. Uh, and then there's a lot of people that are more into the sex positive lifestyle and, uh, and they give some good advice too, so I don't feel that bad anymore because there is more good advice coming in uh in the last couple of years on Reddit, right but I thought this was really interesting i I don't know if it's the same person. it's two separate posts that I saw, but they all center around kind of the mommy thing, so I didn't look to see if it was the same person having the conversation, but it was two different aspects of the same thing, and the first one is she shares that she's okay with kink that she likes kink mm-hmm. and she likes the kinky sex but what she's really about is she wants a mommy and she's interested in that that mommy dynamic and so because of that which this leads to a great conversation she's like is the should i bother getting in the community because i'm not really she doesn't seem to really connect with the whole BDSM thing. Right. But she, you know, she really likes this mommy-girl dynamic. And so she's wondering if the if being in the community would right. actually be of benefit to her. Got it. Oh, no, so that set me off onto my Uber rant, Uh-oh. which a lot of people have had this rant, and that is has the term BDSM run its course because it's confusing people now. Right. When they think the BDSM community, they think the bondage discipline sadomasochism definition and traditional uh, leather dungeons. uh, There's, there's like specific imagery that the media has portrayed about BDSM and they're like, I'm not really into that, but I'm into this.
0: Right. And they
1: don't understand that the umbrella of the sex-positive, kinky sex, that there are thousands of micro-communities all under that kind of sex-positive kink umbrella. Right.
2: I agree 100%. Uh, the terms BDSM and kink have become almost interchangeable at this point. And it doesn't doesn't mean that they're homogenized. It just means that because, as you say, they're umbrella terms, you use kink and BDSM and you've covered a lot of bases and you're good to go. Um, Speaking as somebody who's not been to too many (laughs) different dungeons, I only know the ones in the LA area, I know that any successful dungeon throughout the course of a month will have many different parties that are geared toward many subsets of that community. So, it's not surprising to find one club in which you will have a night where only femdoms are there and then another night where it's all about rope bondage. Right. And sometimes there are people that go to each one of these that I know people that go to the rope parties that never go to anything else. You, you just don't see them anywhere else because they've decided that's where they want to land. They're not interested in the rest. So when you say entering into the BDSM or community, I think it's just better that you say I'm entering into the community. And not be so worried about the labels, however, if in your area the community happens to be a handful of parties that are all seem to be geared in one direction, I can understand your reticence and the need for that question because in your from your perspective, in your experience, the term community seems to mean these four parties a month, and that 's all it is, and they 're all d s um Geared. So I, I get it. I guess it depends what that term means in your area.
1: And that's where I get really kind of ranty because what's happening is you have all of these new people that want to explore their sexuality. They want to explore their kinks. They may even want to explore these different dynamics and they think the community is one thing. Right. They think it's like, oh, and we've had this argument so many times where it's just like, oh, well, that's the community, you know. Well, no, that's a micro community under this entire whatever this sex positive thing is that incorporates literally dozens and dozens of different types of dynamics, kinks and ways to explore your sexuality with your partner. And so, yeah, absolutely. It's good for you to get into the community, but it's very important for you to a realize that there are many different aspects to a community. And then there are many little communities under that big umbrella. And because of that, that's the other thing that's really dangerous is because you hear a lot of people online saying the community is really positive and right. it's really healthy and it's really safe. That could be complete bullshit for your personal experience if the community in your area is filled with a bunch of assholes. Exactly. So it's about how do we teach people that there is a lot of information out there and in general, yes, the accountable combined sex positive community because we're all together interacting our ideas and thoughts and classes and education, that there is a higher propensity towards it being more positive and more potentially safe and good for you. But you you can't just say, oh, well, I joined the community and now these people are telling me that I have to give them my money and when I walk in the door, I have no say about my personal limits or safety
2: right right
1: that was a good one yeah i i like that and you know but it it made me kind of sad because it's such an you know for us we've been around for a while and we've been in these communities and we're like well yeah there's lots of information here for you it's just it's not all you know old guard leather master slave relationships right so so that was good I don't know Mm -hmm. if it's the same person, but maybe it was, you know, because this was, you know, in another, I don't even know, another group. And this person says that she's very small. She was, like, listed very, very short. You know, not a lot of muscle. Like, a really, just a a little person. Like Mew. And she's... Huh? (laughs)
2: Like
1: Mew. Yeah, like Mew, (laughs) but even, like, uh, considerably smaller than than Mew, what she gave. So she's a little girl. And... That the fact that she's a little girl, she looks younger, whatever. This actually gives her a lot of insecurities. People don't take her as seriously. They because Mew went through this because she looked 15 literally until like a year ago. She looked really, really young. And now she's starting to look a, a lot more adult. Mm-hmm. Um. So this is an insecurity for this this woman who's I don't know, maybe she's in her early 20s or something like that but she says i completely fantasize i am in love with the idea of having a dominant mommy woman overpower me and and take care of me you know she says not in a mean evil way but she really loves basically she's talking it sounds like she's talking like female supremacy Right. kind of dominant mommy thing. And so she asked a really good question. She says, "Am I just fetishizing my insecurities or mm-hmm. is is this actually a healthy thing?"
2: But I didn't read what insecurities she's referring to. Does she actually say that she all she she describes her, how small she is right. that she enjoys Uh, A lot of little cute things that she still has, that she has stuffies. She likes dressing in onesies, likes being helpless and being take the idea of being taken care of and being gently dominated. I, I didn't see her list any insecurities.
1: Well, I think the insecurities is that she's small and people treat her like she's small. Right. And Mew used to actually love that. Like that was something she thought very positively about. But for this woman, it's like an insecurity, you know, to where she feels very uncomfortable about her size and how people react to her size and that like they don't take her seriously. So the fact that all of a sudden she has these super hot fantasies about a a woman completely dominating her and making her feel small. That that's a confusion.
2: So the way I see it is that. Um, she is a small person and like any trait that any one of us have, whether it's a behavioral trait or a physical trait, there are good things about it and there are bad things about it. Right. I'm um, I'm a very dominant, independent woman for the most of the time, which is a good thing as far as I'm concerned because I like being like this and I like taking control of my own life and not having people tell me what to do. Uh, it's, but it is a, A deterrent when the other side of me wants to come out and find a dominant because I'm not naturally demure. I'm not naturally feminine. And I have trouble expressing that because people don't see it in me. So I see that the same thing as her. On the one hand, being small serves her purposes when it comes to a a kink or. Or fetish because she enjoys that aspect of being small. It plays perfectly into it. Frankly, she could feel the same way and be six foot tall and it would be an obstacle for her. But in this case, it happens to play beautifully into her kink. So just go with the flow. There's no need to stop it. And unfortunately, in other areas of her life, like probably in business or in school or any number of situations, her size plays against her because we tend to see people as smaller as needing to be taken care of. So in some areas of life, it works in your favor and in others, it does not work in your favor. And I don't think there's anything wrong with celebrating the parts where it works in your favor.
1: That's very well-spoken. I, I think that's very, very well-spoken. I think it's also good to not like the two don't conflict You know, it's like it's. There's. Wait, how am I going to say this?
3: Maybe I should look (laughs) at
1: my notes.
2: Yes, look (laughs) at your notes. But you always write so many of me. You never. I got
1: one page. I got. I got (laughs) one page. Well, what I'm talking about is one is your desire. One is your natural desire, which you can't change that. Whether it's whether you, it socially seems weird or in the other part of your mind, it seems like, well, why am I turned on by the thing I'm insecure about? You're, you're not going to stop the fact, the physiological fact that your desires are your desires. Right. The thing I'm always quick to point out is you accept your desires that that's it. That's that's what turns you on. But there's nothing wrong with, of course, taking a look at it and saying, why does this turn me on? What about it turns me on? And then maybe you can find other things. In some ways, which we've known with humiliation and weight and body image and all the different things that that have been insecurities for people that have been challenged in play, the goal of that is to make you stronger for people that hate humiliation and hate being humiliated They love Bunny, was a lot like this. Um, the humiliation made her stronger. It was a way for her mind. Maybe the excitement was that if I get past this and I can be degraded and objectified and all these things that are very against what I feel about myself in in my regular life, maybe I gain power over that. And in that power and freedom, your mind releases those good sexy feelings because now there is sexuality in overcoming things.
2: Right. That's absolutely true. It is an element of kink and BDSM that people who are not into that simply do not understand. How can you like being hit uh, by your dominant if you were abused as a child? How can you enjoy consensual, non-consensual play if you were sexually abused? And they don't understand that some people, not everybody, as, just as you said, use that to gain power over that insecure, weak part of them that some monster has made them become. And so uh, when it's something like that, that kind of cathartic release, it's a beautiful thing to see. Um, and in this case, you're seeing a milder version of that when where you have somebody who has a... a Body, so- body size that, like we said, doesn't um, help them in the rest of life actually hinders them in some ways. This is a way, might be a way of, of taking your power back. So th- uh, yeah, I, I, I love this question because it's a very subtle question and it speaks to the mind of the person who asks themselves that kind of question. So it's Absolutely. really
1: great. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and as a parting note, I think the perverted podcast, uh, mantra Is if you're going to be in a dynamic where you are playing with things that you know you have insecurities, that is not something you should do with somebody that you just jump in with. This should be somebody, and I say should because I'm going to fucking say should, this should be somebody that you trust and that you guys have discussed what to do when things go bad. Right. And how otherwise you can do more damage than good in that in that dynamic. So take some time, find somebody, find a mommy that has really expressed to you that your she has your best interests and that you guys will work through those insecurities together. And then all of a sudden, just like Kathy said, it becomes an amazing, beautiful, and empowering thing.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Great great redded pulls
1: Great pulls from the Reds Cassie Cassie Cassie
0: I'll buy you chicken
1: and to give you roll finger
0: I'll, I'll buy you chicken
1: Cassie 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 and
0: to give you roll finger I
2: think I'd rather have the chicken.
1: (laughs) Dude, those robot voices were so weird. They were inside my FL studios and I'm just like, "Uh, well, maybe I can make it talk. And I'm horrible at that because you don't have a lot of freedom to move the vocals around a lot. Right. So you can't, your tempo or whatever, maybe you can, I can't do it. But I just heard
0: bro finger. I'm like, Boogie, oh, it, she'll love it was, that. It was the
2: best you could do under the circumstances, and I appreciate it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you poor desperate thing.
2: I know, I'll take anything at this point.
1: <laughs> bro finger. I,
2: I'm i contemplating bro finger. That's how desperate I am. <laughs>
1: Now, if I'm cool, I just lay back. Just lay back. I'm like I threw it out there, <laughs> letting you know I'm a bud.
2: Now you can play cool. I got, it sheets. Cool. I'm, I got I'm sheets. Cool boogie. I got my shower curtain. I got everything I need. I let her come to me. Just
1: let it. You just let that baby deer come to you. <laughs> Pull out the double barrel shotgun. That's right. Got a salt lick hanging over my titty. <laughs> And then at the last minute, I just pull that salt lick away, and you're licking my titty. That's right. Oh, kablam! (laughs) Kablam! (laughs) See, this could have not happened, Kathy, if our listeners would have just sent in some fucking questions.
2: Let this be a lesson to them. Uh. If we had gotten some questions, some interesting emails, you would not have to be listening to Boogie Talk about A deer licking his nipple.
1: Yeah, and that deer being you.
0: (laughs) Oh, no! I'll never
2: be able to get that image out of my head now. (laughs) That's it. We're finishing the show. I can't stand this. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Yay! That's the end of show 316. Thank God. Thank you to all of you who support us by listening to our show, pimping us out to your friends, tagging us on FetLife, or supporting us on patreon.com forward slash perverted podcast. If you'd like to reach out to us for any reason, please, for the love of God, do drop us a line at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can reach us through our FetLife profile, cleverly entitled Perverted Podcast.
1: And the website is improving on its one page disaster course. I've been trying to build a new website tornado part five but at least the website the one page we have is a little more coherent i am working on it slowly but surely it's just been a nightmare i started a new hosting uh with Bluehost or host uh, Dreamhost because they accept content but then it just wouldn't work and i had to can't oh it was a fucking nightmare but i am trying Cause I have ambition, Kathy. All right. Ambition? <laughs> oh, no. News News says I don't have ambition. No, Jeff, I don't have ambition. But if I had more ambition, we'd probably be doing better. Oh. But you know what? We have enough ambition to get this fucking thing together every single week for you, three hundred and sixteen weeks in a row, because we love you, and we will see you for three seventeen. God damn it!
0: Shut up, bitch. No one cares Shut up, bitch No one cares So you think
3: you're the first one To get stood up on a date
0: Shut up, bitch No one cares And just sad that your roommates teased you When they found your inflatable mate Shut up, bitch No one
3: cares
0: Do you think
3: you're the only one To get a blister on your
0: cock? Shut up, bitch No one cares Do you think you're the only one who has a Nazi prick for a boss? Shut up, bitch. No one cares. It's not that your feelings aren't valid, and it's good to open up and share. But you can't wind to me every fucking minute and expect I'm always eager to heed.
3: So your body's falling apart, and you think you're going through menopause. Shut up, bitch. That's right, Mom.
0: No one cares. And you're mad you were 22 when you found out there was no Santa Claus. Ho, ho. Shut shut up, up, bitch. No one cares.
3: And then you act surprised when you get a computer virus from downloading internet porn. Shut up,
0: bitch. You perfect. No one cares. You won't take off your shirt during sex because you believe your body's ugly and deformed. Shut up, bitch. You wrote that about you, huh? Fuck off. No one cares. You think you're
3: the only one that has to go through shit? Well, you're wrong, because we all have shit, and your shit's not the only shit that's shit. We all got shit that's shitty. Hey, Amy. What's going on? Ugh, I totally might lose my job. I mean, my boss came over to my desk the other day, and he was like, you can't be on Facebook all day. And I'm like... Totally not, but I totally am. <laughs> oh my god, what if I do lose my job? I mean, I need my job. I have a lot of bills and they cost a lot of money to pay for, and like I have a dog and a bird, and they depend on me. Amy. I mean they need food to eat things, and Amy. how am I gonna be able to afford to to pay for all these things? And Amy. How am I gonna pay my dog walker? Amy. How am I gonna get my hair done? Amy!
0: Shut up, bitch. What? No one cares. They don't? Shut up, bitch.
3: That's harsh.
0: No one cares. I
3: guess.
0: Shut up, bitch. Sing it with me. No No one cares. cares. Good. Shut Shut up, bitch. No one cares. Feel better? Shut up, bitch!